What is up, Steel Studians? Happy Friday, October 29, 2021. There are only three days remaining in this fall festive, Halloweenish month of October. It will culminate on Sunday at 1 o'clock when the Steelers travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns in an AFC showdown that has a lot of implications in terms of the success of the Steelers season. And today, thank you for joining me for episode number 137 of the study session. I am your host here on the session, Jeremy Ritz from The Still Study. And as I always begin the show, what is most important to show my gratitude to all of you, you supporters of The Still Study who listen to the study sessions, listen to The Still Study podcast, read my articles. It means the world to me, so thank you so much. My gratitude to you. And you know what? I hope you have a fabulous Friday today. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. On Saturdays, I do the Study Session Steelers Saturday mailbag where I get your questions on the show so be sure to check that out and who knows maybe your question will be on there and I also want to remind everybody that every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. I do my other podcast with Jim Wexel of the Still City Insider we record at 5 a.m. we publish between 6 and 6 15 a.m. and Jim is a wealth of Steelers information he's covered the team since 1995 he's got the insight He's got the experience, and you don't want to miss it. Be sure to check it out. It is linked in the show notes. Our newest episode will be up Tuesday of next week following the Cleveland game. But that's always great to check it out. And we're going to jump into here this Friday. We're switching things up in terms of programming this week on this still study. And today I'm actually going to get into my prediction as opposed to that being included in the still study podcast. And I've talked about for over a week now that this is the biggest game of the Steelers' season. They've got to be ready to come into this contest and ball out and get it done. And the bye week is important, not just for rest and recovery, for getting over injuries, getting some mental disconnection from the game and from practice and from the daily grind, but it's also an opportunity for the coaching staff, for the players to self-study and evaluate themselves and to determine those areas that they need to work on and grow in so they could be better moving forward. And I'm hopeful that the team really utilize that time for that reflection, for that evaluation, and if they were effective in that process, we should see jumps in performance come Sunday. Right? It's important to have those opportunities to do that, to self-scout, self-study, evaluate, reflect, make changes. So we'll see. Again, these aren't going to be wholesale changes. These could be small things like technique in terms of one of the offensive linemen's pass blocking sets or something in terms of Roethlisberger's mechanics when he's throwing or Najee Harris his vision in terms of picking the hole and hitting it 
more efficiently. So those are the things I'm curious to see. How many slight tweaks did they make and how does that impact performance? And here's the thing. They've got to be ready. Their performance has to improve because this is going to be a very challenging Cleveland Browns team. Now, we know that there is some uncertainty at the quarterback position because Baker Mayfield has a torn labrum. He also has a fractured humerus. He's not 100%. He's not going to be 100%, but it sounds like he very much is going to start this game. He'll be limited in his effectiveness, but irregardless, the Browns are not going to rely on the passing game. They're going to come out in this contest. They're going to line it up. They're going to run right at that Steelers defense and say, stop us. The Browns have the number one rushing tack in the NFL. They're averaging 170 yards per game. And if the Steelers have no answer for that running attack, it's going to be a long day. So they have to sell out on the run. They have to. These young defensive linemen, Chris Wormley, Isaiah Loudermilk, Isaiah Bugs, Henry Mondo, they're going to have to work in tandem with Cameron Hayward to keep those inside linebackers clean so they could shut down the run. And again, if they can't, it's going to be a long, long day. Now, what we've seen from the Steelers in these early contests, these first six contests, is they'll come out and they'll do a decent job in the first half against the run, but then it they wear down in the second half. So that's one of the improvements and changes that I want to see this team make. And the way for the Steelers to get the Browns out of the run first mode is to build an early lead and to jump up on the team so that they have to abandon that run. And then if you're putting the pressure on Mayfield, as injured as he is, and if you could rack up some pressure and some sacks, or whether that's Case Keenum in there, then you can have some success and have a chance to win this game. So that's what's got to happen defensively. Now, from an offensive perspective, it doesn't get any easier because Cleveland's defense is ranked pretty highly in terms of both the rush and the pass. So the Steelers are going to have their work cut out for them. And we know about the struggles and the ineptitudes of the Steelers' offense so far this season. They've got to show that they've cleaned some of those things up and that they're ready to play come Sunday. And it's all got to start with Najee Harris. This offensive line must get a push. They must get Harris going. And they can't abandon the run. So even if it's not successful early on, they can't bail on the rushing attack. And I want to see more 
first down run, second down run, then throw. There's been a lot of run first down, throw second down, throw third down. Run the ball. Run Harris. Give him the opportunity to get into a rhythm. Get three yards of carry, get in the third and short. Give your offense a better chance of sustaining drives. Looks like Anthony McFarland's going to be back in the game. All signs point to him dressing, so he's going to be given some opportunities this weekend. Hopefully he could bust out a big run or two to offset that defense. And in terms of the passing game, with Miles Garrett for Ben's safety and health and well-being, we don't want him dropping back to pass too many times or he may not survive. So that it's it's important, it's critical, it's essential that the Steelers be able to run the football. Now Cleveland's going to come out and they're going to that's what they're going to play. They're going to play to shut down the run. So they are going to have to have some some scheme strategy to attack the Browns via the pass, but oh yeah, they're the Browns are good against the pass as well. But this is where it's physical on physical lineup. You've got to win that line of scrimmage. And that's what the Steelers are going to have to do. They could do it. And if they can, and if they can get it done, this will be a big win for them. They'll move to four and three with their next two games against the Bears and the Lions at home. They'll move to six and three, and they'll be in good shape as they face the brutal part of their schedule. Now, here's the question. Can they get it done? Will they get it done? How do I see this thing playing out? What's really concerning is the Browns rushing attack and the Steelers being able to not stop it. They're not going to stop it 100%, but just being able to slow it down. And that's going to be challenging. They're going to get their rushing yards. The Steelers just have to be able to stop the Browns in key situations. And a couple of third downs, third and shorts, Steelers are going to have to shut that down to get the defense off the field, get the offense back on there. And the offense, the same thing. They're going to have to convert some of those third downs to sustain drives. And the way I see this playing out, it is going to be sloppy. It's going to be ugly, just like it has been all season. We're going to see some areas of improvement from the Steelers following this bye week. But it's going to be a disgusting, ugly, nasty, gritty football game. And the Steelers are going to fight and claw to stay in this thing. They're going to keep it close. If they stick with the run, eventually Harris is going to tire out that defense. Set up another Chris Boswell field goal. And it's going to be three points that will win this game late in the fourth quarter. The Steelers are going to eke this one out 23 to 20. They could do it and it's not going to be pretty again. That's the you want to talk about the identity of this team. That's it. Ugly. It's it's ugly. 
There's no better way to put it. That's the identity, ugly. And it's going to be. They're going to be that team that is just wins ugly. It looks like they have no business winning, but they just keep fighting. And they find a way to get it done. 23-20, the Steelers move to 4-3. and three. And it'll be a victory Monday, November 1st. And studying, 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 studying. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 137 here on this Friday, October 29, 2021. My name is Jeremy Ritz. I'm your host here on It's Still Study. Let's make this a great Friday, man. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it so much. My gratitude and appreciation to you for sharing with your family and friends. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. And remember, not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you most certainly are. Make it a great day. I'll see you tomorrow on the Saturday Steelers. Still study, study session mailbag. Peace out. <laughs>